Hello and welcome to level 59 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. How are you doing this time? Usually I have a little ramble at the start of each episode of this podcast, but actually I've got nothing to ramble about. So you know what? Let's just get on with the show. So with the release of Crisis on Nintendo Switch this year, it really got me thinking about games and those games being ported to other systems. Now, Crisis is a game that originally came out in November 2007. And at the time, it was graphically on another level from anything we'd probably seen in any genre. And it basically (laughs) came along and people were like, oh, so I need a new PC to run this. Now we're at a stage in console cycles. I mean, we're about to make another generational leap as I record this very episode. But we now have a situation where a game like Crisis can be played on a Nintendo Switch. We've got things like The Witcher 3 being played on a portable device. There's a lot of games coming to the Nintendo Switch, and this is kind of a a bit of a Nintendo Switch heavy segment. But I think it's just fascinating how accessible these games have got and the fact that hey you you could be playing one of these top titles in your hand now and i mean if you think back maybe 10 years who would have thought that was possible when crisis was released back in 2007 who would have thought one day you'd be playing that on a mobile device and maybe it's not so uncommon now as we do advance in technology that we are able to play more of these games on the go with the rise of mobile gaming as well we've seen titles being released across not just consoles and pc but onto mobile as well so this got me looking into just the whole concept of porting games and and there's one developer out there that's actually made their mark with the switch ports and that is a developer known as panic button and this is a small developer they're based in austin texas they have less than 50 employees but they are kind of being famed now for being the porting masters of the Nintendo Switch. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know what goes into extensively converting a game over from one platform to another. I'm sure in some ways it might be simpler, in other ways it's probably very complicated. And I'm going to go with the latter because if there's a if there's a developer out here now that's specializing in that and they're being famed for that now, then I guess there's something in that. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, right? So Panic Button were actually founded in 2007, the year Crisis came out, and they're not actually responsible for the porting of Crisis itself. So they've actually worked on porting over games such as Rocket League, some of the Doom series, Warframe, over onto the Nintendo Switch. When you think about the Nintendo Switch, it is a pretty powerful device, but when you compare that to the likes of PlayStation 4, Xbox One, it obviously doesn't pack the same amount of performance clout. So having a development team that are able to come in and take these games and convert them onto something like the Nintendo Switch, I think that's really incredible. And this kind of came about because some studios, which, you know, the ones that are pushing for those graphics, the eye-watering, beautiful, magnificent graphics that just make you go, mm-mm, they don't really want to focus on the porting side of that creates a lot of additional work and 
Sometimes it's easier just to outsource something like that. And that's where Panic Button have actually come in for a lot of studios. So like I mentioned, they worked with the likes of Psionics on Rocket League and also with Bethesda on them handling the likes of the Doom series onto the Nintendo Switch as well. Panic Button actually started out experimenting with motion-based games and they developed several exclusives for the Nintendo Wii and the Kinect on the Xbox 360. But this turned out to be a bit of an unreliable venture. And in about 2012, the company as a whole shifted their focus to turning more towards the port development. And I think all in all, it's just something that we as gamers don't really think about, do we? We don't think about how certain titles perhaps encounter challenges of getting them onto various platforms and increasing that accessibility across the board with PC, with console as well. And I know there has been issues in the past with converting console games onto PC. For example, recently we had the launch of Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, which ran into some difficulties there. And there was a few complaints about the conversion of that game. So it, it definitely, isn't something that's seemingly straightforward maybe to us as gamers without really that intellect behind coding that it's just like yeah you just you just copy and paste it and make sure the right category is selected for what it's supposed to run on or, or something crazy like that but there definitely is something more deeper than that and i think it's great that we do have indie companies that are able to provide this service as well and i think as we do move forward with technology that this is probably something that could become a bigger thing as well as we not only see games getting converted from consoles to other consoles or from PC to consoles or but we also see like I mentioned games getting converted to mobile as well and that accessibility through there is ever increasing so I just thought it was fascinating to bring up that it's something that just wouldn't have really thought of, but as a keen admirer of what the Nintendo Switch is doing and just how the Nintendo Switch has come along and been a real breath of fresh air with just its indie scene, its ability to run some of the best titles we've had over the last few years. And I think it's just a great console to call your home if, if you're looking for something with that extra incentive of being just picking up and playing on the go as well and I know that's something I definitely like just being able to do that finding a place that's most comfortable to sit sometimes it's not in front of your tv sometimes it's not in front of your computer sometimes it's just on your sofa in your comfy pants chilling out and loving life and the more opportunities we have to do that with all games the better it's trivia time so I was talking about the Nintendo Switch and here we go with this question. As of August 2020, which of these countries has not seen the Nintendo Switch officially released to its markets? Is it Brazil, the Philippines or Thailand? The correct answer is Brazil. Nintendo had exited the Brazil market in 2015 due to high tariffs on taxes. However, 
This is changing as Nintendo affirmed in August 2020 that it would restart direct imports into Brazil as of September 18th, 2020. So there you go. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Next up on three extra lives, what have you been playing recently? Because I've been playing, as you know, and I think I'm mentioning this for the third level in a row, Fall Guys. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys, but one way I've been playing Fall Guys is in a slightly unique way. I hang about on Twitch a lot. You know, I'm always there, like a bit of a bad smell. And I've got my few peeps that I like to check in with. And sometimes I'm just seeing what people are up to. But guess what? Other people are playing Fall Guys as well. It's not just me, all right? It's a pretty popular game. But what I have noticed with Fall Guys is it's really united the gaming community in some ways that I've actually been on a few Twitch streams where maybe they were looking for one more person to play and it's like hey yeah come on in and you start having a few games of Fall Guys together. I did that very recently over on the British Andy's Twitch channel and I had a lot of fun playing with him and also meeting a few of his friends as well that were also streaming at the same time and it just felt really good. It felt really natural and I think a game like Fall Guys as well there's a real low barrier of entry with that. Now I'm not saying that, that you don't eventually become more skilled and that separates certain parts of the player base but what I'm saying is it's a very easy game to load up and everyone to get into straight away. There's not too much figuring out. It's fairly self-explanatory about what goes on in that game and I think that's probably a part of why it's so accessible and why it also unites gamers together as well so simply. And this has also made me think about like other times when games have come out that have been so accessible but also creating a space that gamers can connect with each other with and probably a big example of that and I think I've probably mentioned it on here before is when Pokemon Go came out back in July 2016 and I just remember that phenomenon washing over everyone and heading out in, into the streets and heading to your local towns and walking around with your phone out. You saw other people with your their phones out and you were like, hey, are they playing Pokemon Go too? And then maybe you'd stop at a, a Pokestop or a gym and there'd be other people there and people would be like, hey, are you playing Pokemon? And it was just such a really cool feeling to be able to connect with people. And I'm not going to say I made everlasting gaming friendships through Pokemon Go because I didn't but there was some great times where when it first released and I remember there was a lot of server issues and just sitting out the front of my house connected to the Wi-Fi with our neighbors and we were catching the Pokemon as they appeared we weren't going out walking but it was a great just impromptu event that happened and we ordered pizza we had some wine it was lovely it was really really nice and I think it's great when these games come along and they just unite people as well. They unite people together. And I talked in the last level about games that come along and change everything. And I also put Fall Guys in that category as well. But I think it has just had such an impact in that regard that it's just got me thinking about games that do unite people and do bring communities together. I mean, you see it in MMORPGs where you've got your guilds and you've got things like that but sometimes just these individual titles can come along as well that are slightly more like I say accessible that they don't require you 
to jump through too many hoops to get going and I think that in this day and age with gaming as well is a big thing that people do want to be able to just pick up and play games and just not worry about a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, I'm not saying that those games where you have to put thought into or you have to do a bit of planning around are going away anytime soon because there certainly aren't and I definitely enjoy those games too but there's something refreshing about a certain gameplay type that can just come along and bring people together and it just feels effortless when it happens. This also made me look into other titles that potentially have this sort of similar effect and actually in my research I did come across a game that I hadn't heard of before but apparently it's got quite a bit of a scene over on twitch.tv and it's called Marbles on Stream. Now basically Marbles on Stream is a marble racing game for everyone and you can simulate races yourself or stream it on Twitch with your viewers. Um, basically this is just a marble racing game that yeah it's, it's marble racing it's marble racing it's a thing there is quite a scene for this over on Twitch I want to check it out because I'm interested I'm very interested in marble racing and what that entails and that's actually a free-to-play game by pixel by pixel studios if that's doing anything for you when I'm talking about marbles on stream marble racing let's, let's go check that out together and and head to the top of the leaderboard in marbles on stream but just thinking as well this year we had the likes of Animal Crossing that came along and and while I haven't invested too much time into that game I have seen my friends I have seen other people who are in that community and just how that game came along probably at a very right time in 2020 as well <laughs> gave people a bit of a distraction from what was going on outside and took them to their relaxing islands where they were paying off their debt to Tom Nook but it is really amazing when games come along and bring gamers together I love to see it I love to see that aspect of of how people just generally wanting to play together and enjoy games together I think it's a very special thing and it's something I hope to see much more of in the future it's trivia time so I was talking about gaming so here we go with a general gaming question from Professor Puzzle thank you professor which usually blue-faced button symbol is shared by PlayStation, Xbox and most Nintendo controllers though in a different location on each. The correct answer is the X symbol. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life! And finally, on three extra lives, I probably could have squeezed talking about this game into the previous segment, but I didn't. Something that's came into my life recently is a title called Golf With Your Friends. Now, I discovered this game thanks to my good, 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 good Twitch friend, Quirky Duckling, who was doing a 24-hour live stream and she got to the point where she only had a few hours left to complete this and she was playing golf with your friends and she was playing this on her stream and she was getting her friends to join and there was a few spaces left and I thought I gotta get this game I like golf I like mini golf I love that I dig that and I picked this up and I played a few holes a few rounds with Quirky Duckling and her community and it was really really fun 
now this was actually available on the Humble Choice for August 2020, which was very exciting, although I already owned the game. So I gifted this copy of Golf with Your Friends to my brother as well, just because I know he likes golf too. We have a bit of rivalry on our local mini golf course as well. We have a lot of rivalries. I'll just I'll just leave it like that. If you listen to the last level of Three Extra Life, you'll know what I'm talking about. And this is a fairly straightforward game. It's mini golf and it's developed by Blacklight Interactive. It's published by good old Team 17. Golf with your friends is basically golf with your friends. You play around various novelty courses from forests to haunted mansions to pirate courses or yeah there's even a worms course because it's team 17 you know it was going to be in there when you jump into a game of golf with your friends it's literally just playing a round of 18 you've got your mouse wheel you drag across the ball you hit the ball into the hole you know it's simple stuff it's really simple but the funny thing with this game is that you all take your shots at the same time and there's quite a few different settings in this game as well to make it a bit different from perhaps mini golf games that you've played in the past you know because there's quite a few of them and basically you can turn on collision so your balls can hit each other oh yes oh yes your balls can hit each other Uh, you can make the ability for your ball to jump if you want to you can also change up the courses in the way they are played. So you know what golf is. You have a ball, you hit it into a hole. You know that, but you can totally change this up. Instead of having a, a hole to put your ball into, you can switch it up into hockey mode. You've got a hockey net. You've got a hockey net at the end of the hole instead. And you've got a keeper in there who's trying to save your puck, your golf puck. Yeah, it's a puck, but it's actually a golf ball in the shape of a puck. That's incredible. There's also a basketball mode as well, where you use the jump feature to try and bounce your golf ball into a hoop. And it's just really thinking outside the box of what you can do with mini golf, really. And I think mini golf is something that even in real life, people find that really enjoyable. Most people do like that crazy element to it, the obstacles. If you don't like the standard game of golf, sometimes crazy golf, as they call it here, is a lot more fun and a lot more entertaining because of its quick and snappiness. You don't have to spend three hours walking around with a big heavy bag on your shoulder. You know, you just have your club and your ball. That's it. You're good to go. And I think this golf with your friends just captures that element of playing mini golf and the quirkiness and the fun that comes along with that. And definitely with the variation in the modes as well it's not just going to get old quickly because you can change it up so much so this game actually released on steam in early access way back in january 2016 and it was only this year in may 2020 that it made its official launch so it was in early access for quite some time like i said it was developed by australian developer blacklight interactive and published by Team 17. It's great to see Team 17 getting involved in helping to publish indie titles as well. I know they've been involved with quite a few of those recently. If you like a bit of golf, if you like a bit of craziness, and if you like playing with your friends, say no more. Golf with your friends. You don't need a golf bag. You don't need golf shoes. You just need some friends. But you can also play it on your own, so don't worry about that. Or you can play it with me. 
Hey, I'm always here for you. It's trivia time. So we were talking about golf. So, oh, we've got a golf question. Oh, I can already hear the groans. In 2015, which golfer's name was used on the PGA Tour game series for the first time ever, replacing Tiger Woods, who had appeared on them since 1999? The correct answer is Rory McIlroy, or as we say here in Northern Ireland, Rory McIlroy. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And that's it. We have reached the end of another level of Three Extra Lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Always love to hear how you're doing on the trivia, even if you've got zero. Like always, you can email the podcast podcast at 3actualifes.com with any feedback you have about the show or you want to say hello or you want to arrange a round of golf with your friends with me anything like that podcast at 3actualifes.com and as always as well you can find all the show notes for this level over at 3actualifes.com everything I've mentioned will be there so you don't have to go searching don't go searching it's all there 3actualifes.com and that is it we have reached the end once again my friends And I will see you all in level 60! Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.